Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. In today's episode, we're going to have a scouting report of Celta Vigo for this weekend and just talk briefly of some Barca news coming from Spain. Before we get into the episode, I want to talk to you about our newest sponsor, Magic Mind. It is the world's first productivity drink. If you're looking for a great way to keep your energy steady throughout the day, Magic Mind is a great way to help achieve that. With Magic Mind, you can ditch that third, fourth, or maybe even fifth cup of coffee and stay alert and focused throughout the day. A great way to take Magic Mind is in the morning as part of your routine. My co-host Remy Dixon has been taking it and he has noted some of the awesome effects. Uh, He's not a coffee drinker, so for him, he's noticed uh, higher levels of concentration, higher levels of productivity, and he also says that it tastes great. Again, Magic Mind is full of natural ingredients such as Bacupa Maneri, which is a neurotropic that improves your attention span, your ability to process, and learn new information. The Magic Mind team created a super offer for me to share with you Kool-Aids. Go to magicmind.com slash Talk and get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with the code BARSATALK20. Again, the code is BARSATALK20. This code is also valid for a 20% discount on one-time purchases as well. Again, visit the website magicbind.com slash barsatalk and use code barsatalk20. Crush your 2024 New Year's resolutions fully focused. The link is in the show notes. All right, let's get into it. So again, these Friday episodes are going to be much shorter. They're going to be about the opponent that Barcelona is playing. And I just have some more thoughts on Barcelona's possible new coach for this upcoming season. Now, Barcelona are headed to the northwest of Spain, to Galicia, to the Estadio de Balidos, to face Celta Vigo tomorrow night at 6.30 local time. And it's going to be a tough match as always. Now, even when we had Messi, this place was always tough. It feels as though Celta Vigo always lets the grass grow a little bit uh, longer. It's always wet and damp over there. So those are kind of conditions that are not optimal for Barcelona. But we will see how Barcelona fare. Again, it's looking at the weather is a small chance of rain cloudy so again not optimal for barcelona but we will see celta vigo are headed by rafa benitez we all know rafa benitez's successes with liverpool and valencia previous and then also the flops in real madrid you know uh it's so crazy to think in that turmoil that seems like a lifetime ago with rafa benitez as the manager at real madrid And wow, just thinking about those matches, especially the Classico when we humiliated Madrid at the Bernabeu and then 
Benitez got fired immediately after. Uh, it's just it's crazy to think of you know the ebbs and flows of these two teams here in Spain. You basically compare each other with successes and players, and it looks like Madrid are going to win La Liga this year, and also they are performing high at the Champions League as they beat. Leipzig 1-0 away and again this match you know as we talked about you know pretty calm this week not having any matches during the week but again uh, Celta Vigo uh, we always have a hard time there just to give you some history lesson on our performance there in Estadio de Validos we have allowed so many goals there and we've only won once in the last eight league visits to Celta once just to let you know we've lost four times and we conceded at least two goals in seven of those matches so again Estadio Validos is not favorable to us Celta recently in their last five have one win three losses one tie and again on paper we should be able to handle Celta Vigo but unfortunately you know we don't play on paper and every match is tough the formation that Celta play are 4-4-2, and I'm going to highlight two players for you. The first one is Jorgen Strand Larsen. Jorgen has been the standout striker for Celta Vigo this year, standing tall, 193 centimeters. That's six feet three inches for our American listeners. So obviously, another stout striker that we'll be facing, just as we did last weekend against Alaves. And this is this type of striker is going to give us a lot of issues again, especially with the center back pairing that we continue to rotate as we continue not to have any continuity with our center backs as Chavi keeps rotating them. Again, this is going to be an issue. Uh, he's obviously physical in the box, and he has scored nine goals in 24 matches. Now, one of the other things that stands out for Larson is his passing accuracy. With 271 successful passes out of 385, that's a 70% success rate, which is pretty high for a striker, especially knowing his main goal is to score goals, essentially. Um, but the passing accuracy is something that stood out when I was reading the scouting report on him. With the 4-4-2, we know that Aspas is going to lay off of Larson. Larson's going to be the point man. And this type of formation or this type of pairing for us is always proved problematic and we saw this in Alaves and we're going to see this again this weekend and especially since Celta are playing at home we always know that Celta always steps up their game against Barcelona we're going to see what Xavi rolls out there obviously I would roll out the Kunde and Araujo center back pairing that is what I want to see more often you know we put this into our chat in our Patreon WhatsApp group I asked the question I said you know is Kunde's performance uh, or drop-off compared to last year? Is it just because he's not seeing consistent playing as a center back? Which I personally think. That's my personal opinion that I think Rahu and Kunde have seen drops because they're not playing consistently as a center back parent. And I'm, you know, I would definitely, if I were Chavi, I would have used that in my center back pairing. And then for the Classico, if you want to use Rahu against Vinicius, sure. But I just think Kunde and Arahu are our most athletic, are our fastest. Um, you know, they can recover the best compared to the other center backs that we have. Our defense has been struggling mightily this season. And we saw over the last weekend with Granada 
that we continue to give up cheap goals. We know that Ter Stegen is coming back from injury. He did not have a good game at all, not only in pass distribution, uh, but reflexes, saves, and so forth. You can just tell, like, he's been out injured, and that's normal. But again, I just don't understand why Chavi doesn't sure up the defense. I mean, that's got to be the highest priority because if we don't allow goals, then we have a, what, 60, 70% chance of winning the match? And so, again, I, you know, we've seen with Christensen as a center defensive mid, we'll see if he comes out this weekend again. Personally, I think we have to roll out with Kunde Rahu and Christensen as our spine. I think that's ultimately going to always be our strongest defensive effort, regardless of who plays on the backs. Now, let's highlight a little bit about the defense of Barca before we get into my next player that I want to highlight. Again, if we're looking at the defense in Europe, uh, we're one of the worst in in Europe, okay? So, so far this season, we've allowed 33 goals in 24 league matches, okay? It's the highest since 2000-2001. And again, as I mentioned before, we have Larson to contend with. We have Aspas, who, I mean, Aspas always has incredible games. He's been struggling this season. He's only at three or four goals, I believe, this season. He's not performing as well as he should be or as we've known him to be. Maybe age is creeping up on him. Yeah, I mean, Iago Aspas is 36 now, so he's definitely on the decline. But he is a club legend for Celta, and he always gives Barcelona issues. Now, again, as I mentioned before, against Granada, we were exposed yet again on the counters and just mental mistakes that continue, you know? And I just don't know how long... You know, this is going to continue, especially with the news coming out Monday night about Deco and Laporta in the suite. And they had a conversation with Xavi after the match. And Laporta brought this on. You know, you, if you're going to say, um, if you're going to allow Xavi to stay till the end of the season and not make any changes, then you have to live with this, these type of performances. You can't just get upset like a child in the suite and throw things and then just assume that's going to spark change, you know, especially we know Chavi's leaving. So, I mean, like I've said before, I don't know who could come in to help with this situation, but I, I just don't know if we can get any better, you know, and I we've seen so many matches with Chavi so far that I just don't think that it's going to make an effect. The most important thing for the season is to continue to be in that fourth place to get Champions League because we need that money. Now, the other player I wanted to highlight is I have here in my notes, remember Oscar Minguesa. Remember Oscar Minguesa, who is a La Masia product coming from, uh, you know, he had some starts when we needed, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, you know, he's been a starter at Celta Vigo. He went on a free loan, essentially. He's been a combo at right back and right midfield for Celta. One goal, one assist. And he's been play. He's played 24 matches this season, so he's been uh, quite consistent for them. And it's funny because when I saw his picture, he doesn't have the long hair anymore, so it was very hard to identify him a little bit. But again, he's been playing more. Nothing spectacular. He's been a solid player. I remember, you know, when he did play for Barca, you know, there was a couple mistakes he made. But again, those were just you know youthful mistakes. I would call them rather than you know uh, being a bad player. 
Um, you know, he has found a home with Celta. Again, this week he was interviewed, obviously with the connection with Barca and just some of the things that he was saying is that, you know, they have full support of Rafa Benitez, uh, even though they've had uneven performance. Again, Celta Vigo are sitting 17th place in relegation. They've had an awful season, which is pretty rare because they're usually a tough place to play. You know, they're usually a tough place to play. They have that advantage. They've been pretty good. Uh, so Rafa just not having a good season putting together wins. And again, Minguesa emphasized, obviously, the importance of unity, obviously, the things that you're going to normally say in the press. He acknowledged that the team's position is not ideal, but he's hoping that with Napoli on our mind for this coming week, that we may have a chink in our armor where Celta Vigo can get three points. Again, we will see how Barcelona are thinking uh, for this weekend again we you know every match now is going to be highly contested highly contested right i mean you can't even go into the to the matches thinking that we're going to roll like we used to and even before when we had suarez messi playing at really high levels we still struggled at celta if we leave an early goal again who knows what's going to happen and it's really going to bode well for the momentum against Napoli. You know, even though Napoli are struggling in their league with performances, Champions League is a whole new tournament. It's a whole new tournament. We, we just saw uh, Lazio beat Bayern during this week. So again, we know these are different tournaments, different styles, different environments. So we'll see how that heads. Now, the last thing I want to finish is with the coaching search rumor and so forth. If the rumors are true and Hansi Flick has reached out to Barca to let him know that he's available and very interested, I want this. I want this. I think we need a complete outside perspective foreigner to come in and to really shake what's going on. Now, Deco has mentioned this previously that the, the processes and things need to be shaken up. And I totally agree. I think... We are completely comfortable in this old way of thinking. This happens in Spain very often. It's almost a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're okay. We're still, you know, heads and shoulders above 16 other teams, but we're okay, you know? I really think Hansi Flick could come in, especially with his experience. I mean, you think about it. He handled us when he was a coach at Bayern with the 8-2, def you know, famous defeat that I talked with Ben a couple weeks ago. Hansi Flick has a very nice CV. Obviously, he wasn't the most successful at the German club, German national team. But again, I think he has outside thinking. I think his tactics are adaptable. And I think we could get him at a good price because I think he has saturated himself out of the German football teams and so forth. And I think it would be a good change for everyone. If we get Hansi Flick, I think it'll be kind of a nod to this kind of new process that we're looking outside of our own bubble to find solutions. And to me, I look at this team and I think, could Hansi Flick get 5 to 8% improvement on our team? And I would say yes. Could he solidify the defense? I would say yes. Could he maybe free up Lewandowski a little bit more to play free and loose? I would say yes. And those are the kind of things I look at where, you know, especially with our wage bill, one of the highest 
in Europe. I shared a, I shared a link in our WhatsApp group that we are number two, which is incredible. We have one of the highest wage bills in Europe, and we're getting this type of performance. I think Hadzi Flick is going to come in. He would come in and have a dynamic coaching staff. And also, on top of that, wouldn't be afraid to experiment with different adaptations of our forward line and really put pressure on our players. I think that is key. I think, you know, if we think about previous managers, I mean, I can't really think of managers putting pressure on players with playing time in a way that it creates a healthy competition, you know? I feel as though because of the wage of the player, we have leaned more to that player. Like for example, Dembele, we needed to put him in more competition to try to get the best out of him, to know that, yeah, sure, play two games, but if you play two bad ones, you're going to be sacked, right? And it was just, you know, I think Xavi had too much faith in him last season, especially because of what he's earning. You feel obligated to play these players. Now, these are just my thoughts. I think Hansi Flick would come in and really just shake it up. I think he wouldn't have as much patience for all the leaks and the media links. It would be more football-related. And I think that would help us to kind of realign ourselves going forward. Because right now, you know, when you go into Mundo or Sport or Twitter, you know, Barca Twitter, we have so many topics that everyone's talking about. You have the football topics. You have the behind-the-room topics. You have Laporta always trying to, you know, be popular among Kules. And it's just all these things going on. I think... You know, especially with Hansi Flick not being fluent in Spanish and Catalan, I think that's going to limit that type of interaction and maybe speculation that tends to happen with Barcelona managers. I would really be excited about Hansi Flick because especially if we can't add high-priced players in this offseason, we have to find marginal improvements from each player, and I think Hansi Flick can achieve that. Again, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I personally think that Rafa Marquez is going to be promoted to the manager. I just think financially, risk-wise, I think it makes the most sense. But that's, I mean, again, we're going to see. And this next week is really, really important for the future of Xavi's legacy as a coach going forward, right? Because, you know, imagine we lose at Celta and we get shelled against Napoli, does he even make it to the next one? There's a lot of variables that go on. And, you know, we've seen recent remarks from the team, especially Lewandowski this week, saying that he's fully behind Xavi and so forth. But, you know, it's one thing to be fully behind. As I always say, actions speak louder than words, right? And we want this team just to show fight and also to be, you know, as we always talk about with these players, they have high football IQ for the, for the most part. And we're just always having these issues where it seems there's a, a broken communication between Xavi's coaching staff and the players of what is needed and what is expected. Again, this match is going to be tough this weekend against Celta. We'll be watching it. Let's see if Barca can get those three points. Everyone have a good weekend. We'll have another episode following the Celta match to preview Napoli. Have a good weekend. Forza Barca. Sports Social Podcast Network.